Good afternoon to our afternoon study of God's Word. We are in the book of Proverbs. Or should I have said good afternoon to our evening Bible study. Perhaps Proverbs is a is a uh, familiar and favorite book for, for many believers. It's very convenient to have 31 chapters as we have a few months with 31 days, so a proverb a day. You just had to catch up a little bit in February. And uh, remember my grandfather taught me that little ditty. 30 days in September, April, June, and November, and all the rest at 31 except February, which has 28. And oh, very good. So every every day of the month we can read a proverb. So today we, we should have read Proverbs chapter 13, which is a very uh, convenient chapter for our study this afternoon where we read in chapter 13 a wise son heareth his father's instruction but a scorner heareth not rebuke and my message this morning or this evening is listen or a listener's heart I remember it dawned upon me not long ago that the uh, command to hear is really a, a, a command to listen because I all, we all understand you can hear a word without listening to it. In the Bible, when it speaks of us hearing, uh, it means that we are to be listening. And very early in the book, we're told that a wise man will hear and will increase learning. Chapter 1 and verse 5. And then in verse 8, we read, the command of the Father. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. So, the word means to listen. A wise man will listen and will increase learning. My son, listen to the instruction of thy father. And we find immediately that a listening ear is from the Lord. It just doesn't become uh, produced by the heart of man. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 12 we read the hearing ear or the listening ear and the seeing or perceiving eye the Lord hath made even both of them. So the Lord has to open the heart and we understand that uh, as far as us being dead in our trespasses and sins. And uh, A famous verse in Romans faith cometh by hearing by listening and listening by the word of God but uh, for a person to be converted God gives them a listening ear to the need of salvation to the to the, uh, the voice of Christ in the scriptures to listen to the fact that we're sinners and, and we are in desperate need of a savior but could I challenge us too that as believers we can uh, degenerate into just going through the motions of listening, what we say, hearing a sermon, and not really listening 
to listen means that you're taking the thoughts inside you. You're, you're pondering what is, what is being said. And to listen really does include the idea of the intention to follow through on what's being said. Uh, so, a listening heart is our thought this afternoon. And whenever you read the word here, we should we should think about the the, uh, the the truth of listening. You have the words hear, heareth, hearken, and hearkeneth in the book of Proverbs. And uh, the word listen, as a translation of that word, is found once, Isaiah 49 and verse 8. But all of those words can be translated listen. And you remember what Jesus said, we read these together earlier, Take heed how you hear. Take heed how you listen. That we should listen with a receptive heart. And then he said, also take heed that you hear, that you listen. So the first that you listen is to uh, set yourself into a position to engage yourself to listen to God's Word. And then to be careful while we're listening that we listen not to justify ourselves or to uh, condemn others, but that we're listening. Uh, if we need, to, if we need to repent of a certain sin, we need to listen not for the sake merely of others. How often have we done this? We're listening to a sermon. And we're thinking, "Wow, that really is what my neighbor needs to hear." Don't we do that at times, uh, where the Lord intends for every message from His Word to be taken into by all of us, by each one of us? individually as well as corporately. And again, listening is critical, Romans tells us. Faith comes by listening, not merely by hearing with uh, the physical organ of the ear. And the Bible says of believers, a wise man will listen and will increase learning. So listening is a key to learning. And if we could all get that in mind, we should pray for listening ears, not merely for hearing ears. And may I say that it, uh, it is a matter of the will. And so God has to work on our will, to work in us to will and to do of His good pleasure. Nine times the imperative or the command to listen is found in Proverbs. My son, listen to the instruction of thy father. Nine times the imperative and several other times is just simply a statement like a wise man uh, heareth his father's instruction. So the fact that it's commanded, God commands the will. Because we're often dull. We're often, we often need a real jolt. It's kind of like, you know, when, when a person is needing the, the, uh, those, uh, electric, those, those electrodes when their heart is stopped. And I don't know if you've ever seen that happen, but in certain classes we'll do it on dummies, and it's quite shocking, and and uh, even for the dummy, but it's shocking for those that are holding it or those that are nearby. But that's what we need. A command is like that. A command is like an electrode to the will. The Lord is just jolting us. He's he's commanding us to listen in our uh, attention to the word and not merely to hear. So we ought to be praying, Lord, work in my will today. It's, I'm often unwilling to 
to listen. We often, maybe we're distracted by daydreaming thoughts or uh, worries that divide us and cause us to fret. And we need to, we need to pray that the Lord would command our will, and He does, and and, and uh, subdue our will so that when we, when we seek Him in private worship and when we seek Him in public worship, and even throughout the day we're listening. We set ourselves to listen. Even when we sing, we're listening to the words. We're, we're uh, listening to the prayer. We're listening to the Bible reading. We're listening to the message. We're listening to our conversation as we seek to edify one another. Um, and we have to be careful that we're, that we're listening. And you and I know when we're talking to someone if they're not really listening to us or vice versa. It's, it's, it's really insulting, isn't it, when, when you're trying to talk to someone and they're really not listening. They're really not concerned about what we may have to say or they're just you know, distracted by something and you want to wait and say, wait a minute, I'll wait until you're, you know, until you're, until you're uh, not distracted by something. But um, may God help us that we don't distract each other. But the Bible says quite often, but think of Ecclesiastes keep your foot when you come into the house of God don't bring in your your uh, your worries and your your uh, cares that are going to drown out the spirit of God speaking to our hearts we need to always be ready to listen to the Lord and this is this is a, a good a good introduction in Proverbs to kind of jolt our hearts and like it's saying as you're reading this book be listening to what it says and that's that's uh, that's spirituality 101 but we often forget the principles secondly as I said earlier it's a key to learning a wise man will hear and will increase in learning so as we listen we begin to increase in knowledge and how often have we heard that we pray that we'll increase in the knowledge of God how do we do that by listening to God's word chapter 18 verse 15 says the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge and chapter 19 in verse 27 warns <coughs> warns us that we don't cease from listening sometimes we think we've, we've learned it all and that is is so deceptive. But chapter 19, verse 27, <clears throat> seems to say, there are several Proverbs like this, it seems to say uh, to be careful to, to not listen to, to wrong things, which is a truth, but is that what it says in chapter 19, verse 27? Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. Now, at first glance, it, it seems to be saying, um, don't listen to, to instruction that causes you to err. But I believe what this proverb is saying is, if you cease, my son, to, uh, to hear the instruction, notice that causeth is in italics. So it's really saying, if you cease, my son, to hear instruction, you will err from the words of knowledge. So 
failure to listen is actually going to cause you to err in this case. Certainly, if we listen to evil, if we listen to bad advice, we'll be led astray. But I believe this proverb is saying, if you cease to have a listening ear, uh, you're going to stray. And that, that, even if you know the truth, if you're not listening, it's easy to be sidetracked, and it's easy to just assume that we're walking with God when maybe we've taken a step away because we've, we've, uh, our hearts have not been tender, or our, or our, our wills have not been you know, pliable to the Spirit of God cautioning us to, to ready ourselves to listen to the Lord. So, listening is a matter of the will. And we ought to always keep that in mind. We should be praying, Lord, work in me to will and to do of your good pleasure. Please subdue my will, Lord. And as we listen, pray, Lord, teach me, please. Let me, let me learn. May, may we realize that, that we, we have an eternity to learn. There are people that have actually... Uh, disagreed that you and I are going to be ever learning in eternity. We're still going to be finite. We're going to still have room for learning. Just because we're glorified, just because we have sinless bodies and we're sinless doesn't mean we can't learn. Remember, we have an infinite teacher who's constantly going to be teaching us forever. You say, what what are we going to learn? Are there more doctrines to learn? Well, it, it's kind of like, what are we going to drink if we've taken a thimble to the ocean? You know, there's there's so much more water out there, and there's the the, the, the length and the depth and the breadth and the height of the knowledge of of Christ and of God and of all the doctrines of the Bible. I mean, the Bible. If, it, if all the things that Jesus said and did, just think even in his, in his brief lifetime, would have, taken, would, have, would, have, would have filled the Library of Congress, how much, how much more are we going to learn forever for, in eternity? And so let's remember, we as believers on earth, with this much of God's Word, that, that he's given us. If we have room for learning every day of our life, what will it be forever and ever? And we'll have wills that are pliable, wills that are subdued, and, and hearts that are tender. And in Proverbs, it also tells us thirdly that listening starts early. It starts in the home. You find the instruction of a father, chapter 1 and verse 8, 4 and verse 1. O my son, chapter 4 and verse 10. Uh, children, chapter 5 and verse 7. So you often have uh, young people mentioned in Proverbs. So the Bible is written for the young as well as the old. But uh, listening does begin early. Hear, hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. And... Uh, even as the, as the book continues, chapter 23 and verse 19 is, is assuming that young people are going to be listening to the whole book of Proverbs. Hear thou my son and be wise and guide thine heart in the way. In particular, be not among wine-bibbers, drunkards, and uh, 
earlier, be not among those who are immoral. And so there are a lot of lessons to learn, but uh, it starts early. But we're never too late. Some people are saved later in life, and so they didn't have that opportunity to listen when they were young. Um, our our uh, treasurer years ago, Fred Cerniak, was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was early 60s when he was saved. And that's what he lamented. He lamented that he was saved later in life. And I just remember we used to say, Brother, what you, what you do with the short time that you and I might have left is, 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 is uh, equal to you know, a whole lifetime of someone that, that was saved early. God is sovereign in the time that we're saved. And he certainly did use the 15 to 20 years that he had left to listen. And whenever he spoke, I think we can all agree that he didn't say much, but, but what he did say was, was a substantial. And he was certainly a person that was a, a listener to God's Word. So it's a matter of the will. It's a key to learning. It starts early, but you're never too late. And even now, no matter how old we are, how often have I, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm such a poor listener. I'm such a poor learner, and probably because I'm a poor listener. And so, no matter how young or old we are, we should be always praying every day, Lord, give me a listening ear and give me a learning mind so that I might think through the Gospel, which is very important to deal with with uh, temptations for us to worry and to be led astray. Now we're also taught that, which is an obvious conclusion, that listening precedes answering. Uh, The person that's been a listener is going to be a person that's going to be a learner, but he's also going to be someone who is able to answer appropriately. But he's patient. Since he's been patient to learn, he's patient to answer. Look at chapter 18 and verse 13. And this takes spiritual poise and patience and love, but it says in chapter 18 and verse 13, He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. And another text says, A wise man studieth to answer. So, it's very important that when someone is speaking to us, that we're in a listening mode, unless we, we're conclusive that the person is is teaching something that's immoral and is, is false. But when we're when someone is speaking to us, we should not be in the mode I'm re- of of what am I going to answer so much as okay, let me take it in. And the Spirit of God certainly will help us to be able to answer whether we need time to do so or whether He gives us the answer after we've listened to the case being presented. But it's, it's only a right thing for a believer to be in a listening position rather than in always wanting to be in an answering position. We should, we should always take a humble position before those who speak to us, parents, but contemporaries, we should listen. And, you know, it, it, it makes a person feel um, worthwhile, may I say. The Bible even says, it says, honor all men. Someone who, doesn't, who knows you're not listening doesn't 
think you respect him. And it's true. If we don't listen to someone who's talking to us, then there's not any respect there. We have more respect you know, for ourselves. It's, it's a selfish thing for someone to be talking to me and I'm not listening. And I've, I've, I've often confessed my fault, my sin before my wife. You know, there have been times that I know that I have not listened when she's been speaking to me over the years. And, and that's been a a sin that I've confessed and, and, a, and a need that I've prayed for that I'll be a, a listening person and not a person always wanting to answer whatever the subject is that's being presented. Uh, we can often proudly think that we're know-it-alls, that, that we can't learn from, from anyone. And uh, we can learn from the basest person in the world. And, uh, we can learn from a, a fool who... Uh, even his foolishness can be something we can learn about. A fool utters all his mind. Even while someone's uttering all their mind, we're learning. We're listening. And we're saying afterwards, Lord, help me not to be that way. But I think the point is being made that, that it precedes answering. But interestingly, it promotes answering. Because it says in chapter 21 and verse 28, the man that heareth speaketh constantly. It's a very strange proverb. 21.28 A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. How does it go with the previous sentence? Well, someone that is is a, a false witness is obviously someone that hasn't been listening. It's obviously someone that though he may have understood truth, he's still preaching. He's still, he's still witnessing a falsehood. He's not learned from his hearing. So he really hasn't, hasn't been in a, hasn't disciplined himself in the matter of listening, learning, and answering. He's a false witness. But, this is a strange statement, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. That sounds a little strange, but the man that is listening is always in a position of speaking. Do you see the, the connection? It's not, you know, obviously you can't listen and speak at the same time, but it, it's showing the, 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 uh, the connection. The connection is not if a man who is speaking is always listening. No, the man that is listening is always going to be in a position to speak. There's another proverb that says, a man's gift maketh room for him, which is another context, but it's a similar thought here. If you have the gift, the grace of listening, it's going to make room for you to be heard. It's going to give you opportunities to speak. When people know you're a listener, you're patient, and you're wise because you've been listening and learning, they're going to ask your opinion on things. And you're going to have opportunities presented to you by the Lord to speak. And it says here, speak constantly. And so, the, the uh, what am I trying to say? This. The, uh, the room is 
wide. The opportunity is vast for a listener. And you and I know that we look forward to listeners are counselors. Those who study God's Word and listen to the Lord and listening to counselors and listening to teachers, listening to parents, they're the ones that are usually out front in, in having opportunities to be speakers, you know, ministers, teachers, Sunday school teachers. But the principle is there that, that learning, listening uh, precedes answering and it even promotes answering. Remember of the Lord Jesus when he was in the temple at the age of 12? What was he doing for 12 years? He was listening. But what does it say of Jesus? Two things when he was in the temple. It doesn't say he was speaking per se because he wasn't a teacher yet, but it says he was asking and answering. See the, the, uh, the order there? He was listening and asking questions to learn. And then he was able to answer. And they were astonished at his understanding and his answers. Just, you know, really a whole, whole, new, a whole message on the Lord Jesus uh, right in those texts. But it's a real example to you and me that the Q&A times, it's a good thing to be thinking, to be listening, but also to to uh, be able to ask questions. You don't ask questions, you don't learn, right? And if, you, if you're not asking questions, you're not going to set yourself in a position to be able to speak and, and to be able to, to uh, answer on your own. So it's important for us again and again and again to be listening people. But certainly listen to the point where you become discerning where you, there, is, there is actually the discipline of selective listening where we don't listen to fools we're told that several times in Proverbs um, but we are to listen to wisdom wisdom says I will speak of excellent things listen to me and a, a true wise person says look the Bible is the wisest book in the world this is wisdom written Jesus is wisdom personified. And the, the, the wisest li, the, the listeners in the world are respecters and studiers of God's Word, without a doubt. And we're told in several other places that listeners listen to instruction, chapter 8, verse 33, listen to counsel, chapter 19, verse 20, and Listen to the words of the wise, chapter 22 and verse 17. There is a discipline, too, to listen to both sides thoroughly before you form a conclusion. There's an interesting text in chapter 18 and verse 17 that says, He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. Think about that text for a moment. Chapter 18 and verse 17. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. So you listen to someone's point of view and you say, that's got to be the right way. But then someone else comes along and, and, and trumps the first statement. 
So it's a wise thing to hear both sides of the story before we form a conclusion. Um, there's a church that we know that that uh, that uh, wanted to leave a particular family of churches, and they they uh, they heard the arguments why they should leave, but they were very wise to allow the other side to come along and to give arguments why they shouldn't leave this particular family of churches. So they heard both sides before they prayed and and uh, and counseled and, and made their decision. And that is really something that should be uh, practiced in, in every realm. Um, when you're considering marrying someone, you should listen to both sides, right? I remember Jonathan Edwards told his son-in-law, one of his daughters, he said, he said, I'm really, I guess I'm really surprised that you want to marry her. He was honest. He, at this point in her life, she was, I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing her. I'm just, yeah, he said things like she's stubborn and she's, she, you know, she's, she's impatient. And it's not that he was dissing her. He was just saying, she's got some negatives that I know as her father. And you know you're taking a chance by marrying her right now, and you know that was from a father who was who loved his daughter, but he wanted to he wanted to tell his son-in-law to not go in this blindfold. And how often we hear this: you're marrying a sinner. And it's not we're looking for someone perfect, but it's true we got to hear both sides, and that's why it takes time to be able to form a conclusion whether you should marry someone or not. People who just, you know, have this quick fling, whatever they call it, the, the, uh, without counsel, without getting to know someone, at least, at least a few months. You know, my wife and I joked. Uh, one day she said to me, uh, you know, I never knew you when we married. And she's right. She didn't. She, she she didn't know some of the, you know all of my all of my checkered past or she didn't really know how I responded when I was under a lot of pressure and she didn't have that much time but I threw it back at her too about a couple months later and I said you know I never really knew you although she was more trustworthy because she was raised in a Christian home so I I want to give her that that but we're both sinners uh, saved by grace but. But we need time to, to know for sure whether you, you and I should marry a certain person, or you, you know, obviously as, as single ones. And parents need to know the families. You know, we ask, uh, does your does your potential spouse love their parents? How do they treat their siblings? Um, how do they react in pressured situations? You need to wait until you uh, see them in the pressure cooker a few times before you dare to, to marry someone so that's that's one matter marriage you know your, your employment you know, are, you know, what's the situation what's the atmosphere what's you know what's what's the track record of the business and all these things you're you're weighing <laughs> you're you're listening to both sides of the person that's encouraging the employment or what about someone else that worked there a while and they're no longer working there you see a different side. So the listener listens to both sides. 
The wise man hears all the facts before making judgments. Especially, for instance, a married couple being counseled. We don't just listen to one side. We make sure that we listen to both sides because it takes two, doesn't it? Now, obviously, a listener will refuse to listen to gossip. There are certain things we don't listen to. And uh, several times in Proverbs, we're we're warned not to meddle with other people's... uh, uh, We're not to meddle in other people's lives and be talebearers. And uh, we refuse to listen to things that that aren't our business. We take things up. We don't take things out and spread especially false rumors. But there are, there's information that, that we may not need to be privy to. That only certain people should be, should be uh, in their confidence. So the listener is very careful what he doesn't listen to as well as what he does listen to. So we, uh, the, the listener learns many lessons and doctrines the subjects of Proverbs. This here, it will listen, not, will not just be selective listening, only what he wants to listen to that's good. The listener in Proverbs is, is, is encouraged to listen to all subjects, not just the ones he's interested in. You know, if, if the person's, I'm just giving an example, a person's dating an unsafe person, he should be willing to listen to the texts that say that a Christian ought not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Or what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. So it's, we're listening to serious and even less serious subjects. You listen to companionship. Like in chapter 1, uh, My son, do not, do not let sinners entice you. Be careful about your friends and your companions. Evil companions corrupt good manners, good morals, it says in 1 Corinthians. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Be careful who you spend time with at length. Make sure that they're wise and godly people. Listen to Salvation, uh, chapter 1, where the people that turn away their ear from hearing the truth, they're going to be destroyed. But we, we listen to the truth that salvation is, is necessary for the soul. We listen again to marriage. The strange woman, over and over again, chapters 2, uh, 5, 6, 7, the, the, the man is warned against the strange woman, but we can reverse it, that the woman is warned against the strange man. We know someone that, that uh, pretend, <coughs> <excuse me coughs> pretended like they were whose son-in-law pretended like he was a believer and, and wooed his daughter and, and he, he knew that he was, he was uh, fooled. And as soon as the man married his daughter, he turned back to Romanism and uh, never, re- never went back to the Protestant churches. And, he was, and the, the, da- the, the daughter was devastated too. And she died early death she was one of the saddest women I'd met. And she, I think it, it fooled her as well. And we have to be so careful and cry out to the Lord that we won't make these fatal mistakes and allow 
our children to marry out of the will of God. Indebtedness is a big subject. Good business practices, good housekeeping practices, like looking for a woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, the right kind of righteousnesses, and all the other topics of Proverbs. We're not being selective. A listening person is thorough is comprehensive in the, su- in the topics, the subjects that he listens to. And you know from Proverbs, am I an angry person? Am I contented? Am I a courageous person? Am I submissive? Am I disciplined? Am I, am I a disciplining parent? How, I, how do I deal with alcohol? Do I, do I possess covenant loyalty? Am I truthful? Um, am I, do I have a good work ethic? Am I being careful about my friendships? Am I a gossiper? Do I listen to gossip? The fear of the Lord, uh, gluttony, uh, Christology, whether it be doctrines of the faith or practices that issue from our doctrines. We're just listening comprehensively. We want to be as thorough of a believer as possible. So, this is one of the basic doctrines in the book of Proverbs that God's people should be listeners and it's critical obviously no one is going to be saved without the Lord opening the heart to listen to the fact that we're sinners and we've come short of the glory of God that God is offering a gift of His Son and when God saves us He saves us sovereignly and He puts a new heart there that is a listening heart but we need day by day to uh, cultivate that listening heart. This isn't automatic. Every day we should be praying, Lord, give me a listening heart. That's how Proverbs starts. My son, give ear. Isn't that not the Lord who's the Father saying, my son, give ear. So even before we even open our Bibles, before we pray, before we come to church, as we're at church, we should be praying, Lord, please, Give me a listening heart. What did Eli tell Samuel to do when the Lord spoke to him? He said, What? What advice? What did he, what, what was he? Speak, Lord, for thy servant here. That was great advice. That's the advice that we should take. Whenever we come before the Lord or before we stand before an individual, help me, Lord, to be a listener. Lord, when you speak, it's all good. And please, Lord, speak and my servant is listening. Give me a listening heart. <clears throat>